In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. Happy Dia de los Muertos, my dear friends. Hope you're doing great. That's right. I'm Drew. You're you. And in this podcast, we're going to do a lot of things. But before we get to... Sorry for the ding. But before we get to what we're going to talk about, can you please do me a favor? Please, please, please do me a favor. Stop right now. Hit the subscribe button. That way you're going to make sure you get this podcast every Wednesday when it comes out. And that would just do so many different things for us. I'm not going to go into too many details. Hit me up on Twitter if you need those deets. But please, subscribe to this podcast. Like it, that'd be cool. Review it, even better. And hey, tweet at John Harris and myself, at Football at Doherty Drew. Ask us some questions, tell us what you like, and we'll get from there. But here's what we got today. We're going to do What If I Told You. We're going to have our cream of the cropper to watch. So on Monday, the day after the Texans have played the Buccaneers, who do we think is going to be the cream of the crop award winner from that game for the Texans? I had a fun conversation with Henry Toto, the rookie linebacker. We went off the beaten path, talked about a few things, and mixed in between all that is some Von Erichs talk. Yeah, that's right. The wrestling family, the Von Erichs. We like wrestling. So anyhow, hope you enjoy this. And here is John and I in the lab. Yeah, it's time. We're talking. Cranky. You're cranky. I'm cranky. Texans lost. Makes us cranky. It's Halloween while we're shooting this. This is going to be released on Dia de los Muertos, the day after Halloween. So happy November, Mm. John. Okay, wait a second. Explain that to me. Dia de los Muertos is... Day of the Dead in Spanish. Right. All, you know, All Saints Day. But Halloween is not Dios. It's like Hallow's Eve. Yeah. So it's like the night before. The night before. Did you pay attention growing up? No. I never taught this. No, I wasn't actually. I mean, I I moved here when I was in sixth grade. They taught this in, yes, they taught this everywhere. I I mean, I know Dios de los Muertos, but I thought that was Halloween. No. See, that's where I'm confused. It's the day after. Okay. Because Halloween is celebrating the okay. eve of that. Well, you can see where I've been confused because yeah. one day it can make a ton of difference. I know. It can. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all my people out there that I should have known that. That's my bad. <laughs> happy Halloween. Happy day after Dios de los Muertos. Sorry. My bad. Hopefully you get a lot of candy. Yeah. So like we mentioned earlier, we're going to do Whitey, which is what if I told you? Then we're going to have a Texan to watch against the Buccaneers. And then after that, we're going to talk with Henry To'o To'o. But we're talking wow. about stuff off the field. You've already had a sneak peek of this. You heard, uh, or sneak listen, you heard that interview. And mm-hmm. he's one of eight children. Yeah. He's got some interesting facts. He's a, he's a cool story, really cool story. So we're going to have some fun things with him. But John, dang it, I didn't get to go to Charlotte. I was, uh, I was here. DP was there. And I saw the the game from my home. I was furiously typing. There was smoke coming off my fingertips and my computer keyboard. But uh, Texans fall 15-13. What if I told you, John, before okay. the game? All right. Hey, John, my friend, let's talk football. Uh, the Texans this weekend are going to allow 44 rushing yards. They're going to have a goal line stand on defense and come away successfully. They're not going to let... Uh, let the guys get into the end zone. They're going to sack Bryce Young six times. They're going to hit him 10 times total. And on those sacks, 
they're going to get 55 yards worth of field position. Oh, and then it's not defense, but let me just add in Cam Johnston. He's going to punt six times. Four of them are going to be down inside the 20. And one of those that's down inside the 20, Cam punted from his own end zone, and it's the longest punt in Texans history. Now, normally when you delve into punting stats, it's not going to be good, but what if I told you all those things before the game? Shut out. Shut out. It's not even close. 44 rushing yards. Come on. And you get a goal line stop. Four of those punts are inside the 20-yard line of the six that Cam had. Yeah, it's not it's not a close game. If it is, okay, did the Texans turn the ball over significant amounts of time? Just once, John. Just once. You, you didn't, didn't get win. any. Okay. Um it's a it's a win. It's gotta be. Mm-hmm. How could it how could it not be? Well, here's how it could not be. Play game on third and five. Face mask uh on a sack, which that's hard to fault John Grenard for that one. Uh, like drive by. I mean, he, he was just flying yeah. by and just happened to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, defensive holding that kept the drive alive on third down. Now that's a tougher one because you got to know it's third and 19. I mean, you got to, you got to trust yourself. Like you've never trusted yourself. Like, okay, I got it's third and 19. I cannot get called for legal contact. I cannot get called for holding. I can't give a five yard penalty um, and give them, or even a 10 yard penalty and give them, you know, a first down. I can't, can't do it. that. That happened. So Backbreaker. you had, you had four passes batted down and I think it was four, might've been five, but you had four batted down. And I'm convinced that at least one of them is going to a wide open wide receiver. Now, flip side of that is the first one that was batted down was going to be a pick six by Brian Burns. If he caught the ball, <laughs> it was a throw that CJ would have wanted to and have time back. out, time out, wow. time out. We knew this going in, but it was just reinforced. Brian Burns is a pain in the ass. Yeah. That guy is really, really good. Yeah, I wouldn't mind him on my team. I think all other 31 NFL teams wouldn't mind him on theirs as well. You know, I, I, what, was, what was interesting was the fact that Burns, before the game, I saw him. I walked kind of down the sidelines. And I saw him, and he was not really kind of lined up with everybody because he was kind of playing with his elbow brace. Yeah. And when you're doing something that you're not used to, and playing with an elbow brace is something that for pass rushers, I mean, they like their hands to be free and they like to, you know, be able to kind of work their level levers the way they want to. When you see a guy like that kind of messing with a brace like that, I thought, okay, that's going to be in his head. That's good. That's good. It wasn't good. He slipped blocks. He was around the ball the entire, entire day. Um, there was one play where somehow we slid protection away from him and had, Devin Singletary one-on-one now going back and watch the play. I do think there was supposed to be some help maybe from a tight end, but I'm not totally sure about that. Um, If it was, it was not great help. Um, But I just remember what I was able to see was because I was standing right there and I see Singletary one-on-one with Brian Burns. I thought that can't be in the game plan. That can't be in the game plan. Like that cannot be the game plan, no. not at all. There's some frustrating aspects of what what went on. You didn't run the ball exceptionally well. You had some moments, but yeah, it's it's tough. Tough indeed. Let's wipe it clean from the memory banks. Let's look forward. And with the help of Randy the Macho Man Savage. The cream of the crop. Let's predict next week, if we were to do a cream of the crop award, who's your cream of the cropper going to be for the Houston Texans when they take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And before we get into that, I just want to say it's almost in some ways 
it's like these teams are mirror images of each other. Really good defense as far as not giving up too many points so far this yeah. season. Really solid quarterback play. Now, one's a rookie, one's not. But there's lots of little similarities here when you look at this team. You're good in turnover differential. They're, this is the best team in the NFL coming into this game. Yeah. At plus eight, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, Texans are just a few behind them at plus five. They're top 10 as well. But it seems like there's a lot of similarities here. So with all that in mind, who's the cream of the cropper when we're uh, when we're all said and done Sunday afternoon around 3, 3.15? The cream of the crop. Well, if the Texans want to leave that building with a win, mm -hmm. I'm maybe going to say the most obvious player I could possibly say. And that's C.J. Stroud. Yeah. We need for CJ to be that guy. Now, let me be very clear about this. I don't think CJ hasn't been that guy. I think CJ has been fabulous this year. But we can't leave that stadium with CJ having thrown less and thrown fewer times than we ran the ball. Right. And that was the case last week. Now, he had four, I think, four passes that were batted down. But you know what? We we're seven games into this thing, and I trust CJ Stroud probably about as much as I trust any other player on this team. Guys that have been around for 15 years in this league, guys that have been around for 15 minutes. I trust CJ Stroud with the ball in his hands more than I trust anything else in this in this organization, in the, on his team, whatever. CJ Stroud. I think has got to be that cream of the crop player. And okay. look, and you I, say, Hey, you just brought up batted passes. Okay. Let's take those four out of the equation. Yeah. That means he's only thrown 20 passes in that game. You ran the ball 30 times. Right. So it's a three to two ratio by my stupid math. Yeah. Yeah. 30 so, to 24 overall. Yeah. And I mean, I, I remember Bill O'Brien used to say this, you know, you don't really know what kind of team you have till you get around Thanksgiving. I didn't really agree with that. I felt like you kind of knew what your team was mm -hmm. by the time you got to November. Well, we're to November. And I think defensively, there's an identity there. There's aggression. There is physicality. There is, you know, pretty good coverage in the back end. I mean, I think the defense has really found kind of its identity and what it's going to be, you know, bend a little, like we used to have defenses that bent a lot and then held up in the red zone, even good years. Mm -hmm. This team does not bend much at all, but they need some help in the fourth quarter. It can't be a situation where it's a one point game or a two point game in the fourth quarter. Like it's got to be a game in which they're up 10. And now Bryce Young's trying to throw because if the Texans have been up 10, had they taken care of their business and gotten a, a third touchdown, like they should have, then the, the pass rush can eat. The pass rush was eating all day. You What were the numbers? Six, nine, and ten. Six sacks, nine uh, quarterback hits, ten, uh, nine TFLs, ten quarterback hits. If those numbers sound familiar, that's what CJ uh, suffered in week two against the Colts. Exact numbers. Six, nine, and ten. Six, nine, and ten. You're adding so like three to game. each of those numbers if you've got that double-digit lead you're talking Bingo. About. Yeah. You know, but at some point, you got to realize that's the guy. And I know it's a lot for a rookie to have to handle. But if there's anybody that's shown that he can handle it, it's him. C.J. Stroud needs to be the cream of the crop player against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you know what? I think C.J. Stroud needs to be the cream of the crop player every game for the rest of the season. You know, I, I understand that, you know, what, like for, for Christmas back in the day, you got a brand new Sega Genesis. You wanted to play that thing all day, and your parents were like, "No, you're gonna you're gonna burn that thing out. You know, you're gonna you're gonna break it if you play it so much." No, mom, the Sega Genesis ain't gonna break. 
it's fine. Let me play NHL 93. Yeah, that's how long ago I had the Sega Genesis. You're going to play it. You were in college, man. I know. I was in college. <laughs> and I loved it. We used to play all the time. Point being, it's not going to break. If you keep protecting him, he's not going to break. You know, will he throw a pick here or there? Yeah. It's going to happen. He's already th he threw one. We got it back. He threw it for a first down, which is kind of crazy to think about. But I think for our cream of the cropper um, going forward, I I'm going to say CJ's trap. What do you say, Drew? Did I steal yours? No, you did not. That was a good cream of the crop. The cream of the crop. Corollary to your Genesis story, in 1989, that Christmas, I got Tecmo Bowl, the video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas. Yep. The next day, I had to leave for Boy Scout camp. It was winter camp. It was almost like punishment. Yeah, know? yeah. It wasn't, but it was, you know, you, you go for a week, and you get like four or five merit badges and sort of speeds things up. But I got Tecmo Bowl. And I think I played that thing the whole because somebody was sick in our family or where we were supposed to go. So we didn't, we were at home. Like yeah, we didn't yeah, go yeah. anywhere. It was kind of like a, we got a screwball thrown our way. Yep. So I, I wore that thing out. And then I remember, I think the next morning before I left for camp, and the Nintendo was hooked up to my parents' television in their room. Yeah. Not up to the main television out in the family room. So I think they're still asleep. And I go in, I'm like, well, I'll be real considerate. I'll just turn the volume off. Instead, I'm like, click, click, clicking on these these buttons. And I hear my dad sleepily say, can you please go do that somewhere else? <laughs> and I think I did it a few more times. Yeah, the considerate son. I can just hear all the sounds of Tecmo Bowl uh -huh. and how that would irritate parents. Like, I... Pot, 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 pot. Yeah. But that wasn't on. I had the, I had the volume off. Man. Right. I love Tecmo Bowl. Yeah, but still the clicking of the buttons. Yeah, that's good. Bo that's Jackson good. is, you know, greatest Tecmo Bowl player ever. Best team, though. It's not with Bo Jackson. It was the Chicago Bears. They had three fast defenders as well as Walter Payton. And then best special teams was uh, New York Giants on that with Lawrence Taylor coming off the edge. Oh. But anyways, my cream of the crop, guys, since you took Stroud, I want to beat these guys at their own game. Uh, Baker Mayfield has been excellent this year as far as 10 touchdowns, four picks. Mm -hmm. Need to pick them off. You're not going to get him three times like you did his rookie season here. But let's get him once. Let's get a fumble. Okay. So for that, Jalen Petrie. Ah, Jalen yes. Petrie had a play the other day where he wrecked, and I mean wrecked, the running back who was trying to block him. I mean, just steamrolled him. Yep. And as he's going down, you know, the running back's kind of bringing him down with him. Jalen gets his hand on the quarterback, gets his hand on Bryce Young, yep. and Young gets his deep completion up the left sideline. But – it was a hair by like just by the hair of his chinny chin chin type of completion. So get there a tick earlier. That's a sack. That's a, a, a batted pass. That's an incompletion. It's basically a nullified play. Yep. Let's come up with a turnover. Let's come up with a takeaway, Jalen Petrie. I think it's it's possible. I'd like it early. So you get up on these guys and you let the pass rush tee off. Let's do one of those fun kind of wire-to-wire -wire wins like you had against the Steelers, like it felt like you had against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's get going. Jalen Petrie, I am choosing you as my cream of the crop player. That is a, that's a great one. Um, <laughs> that play, I could see Jalen. It was awesome. I could see Jalen coming. I'm like, oh, man. And I see him blast him. And then I see Bryce Young break out of there. I'm like, dag, come. It's the mm -hmm. one thing you couldn't let him do. He, he still got his hand on Bryce Young. He did. And then yeah. then uh, Bryce ended up dropping a dime to a very, very well-covered Adam Thielen, who mm -hmm. ended up making that catch. Now, the Texans ended up getting a stop, I think, on that drive. Um, 
at the goal line, but uh, you're right. Um, and I think what it, what your, your decision for cream of the crop, my decision for cream of the crop are saying one thing. And that is, and we haven't had this for the last few years, I guess the biggest stars must shine bright. And I know that's a, a big and bright down in the heart of and like, I'm not saying that I'm saying that your your best players have got to rise up when things are not great. Mm -hmm. And those players have got to bring everything they've got and make everybody follow them. And when I think about that on both sides of the ball, I think about Jalen Petrie. I think about CJ Stroud. And if you'd have told me to come up with a defensive one, I would have probably said Jalen Petrie as well for that reason. I feel like this is a stars have got to show up game. Nico, big, huge. CJ Stroud, huge. Jalen Petrie, huge. Grenard and Will Anderson, huge. These stars and what people perceive to be stars on this team have got to show up and ball out. Yes, I'd like a team victory. I'd like everybody to get a sack and all that. But your stars have got to show up and go get you one when you need one. And you need one on Sunday before you go to Cincinnati the following week. Before we go to the interview with Henry Tooto, I just want to say this. I like candy corns and I like candy corn pumpkins. Oh, yeah. I love candy corn and I love candy corn. I, I love Have you gotten the, the Brock's mix? There's a. Yeah, of course. Okay. I mean, I probably didn't need to say anything. Um, okay. It's one, one of the many reasons I love you and you're like a brother to me. Um, there, there's just been this unfair crusade yeah. against this war, holy war nearly, on candy corn over the last decade. Just chill out, all right? Yeah. You don't like it, you don't like it. Nobody's yeah. forcing you to eat it, but it's not bad. It's good. I like candy corn. Uh, I love candy corn, and I love that Brock's has got a mix mm -hmm. that's got the, the regular candy corn, the yellow, the orange, the white. Then they've got like a fall candy corn, which is like a red and a brown. Mm -hmm. And then they've got the candy corn pumpkins. I love them. Like. So let me let me. That's take, everything you want. Let me take that candy corn mix and let me elevate it for you. Okay. Add peanuts, like a bag of peanuts. Add a bag of raisins. Ooh. And add a bag of M and M's. You've got yourself a trail mix with candy corns in it. Yep. And if you want to get real freaky, add in a bag of Reese's Pieces. Oh. Bam! That's some good stuff, right? That there. is some good stuff. Now, I heard a recipe the other day, and I heard it. I didn't see it. But I want to make sure I get this right. It was candy corn, mm -hmm. bag of popcorn, chocolate drizzle. I don't like my popcorn sweet, man. I'm kind of with you on that. I'm kind of with you on that. But I, I'm curious. I, it was to a point where I like I wanted to try it. It's probably pretty. Wanted good. to try it. It's probably pretty good. Yeah, um, I wanted well, to try it. When I pop my uh, popcorn bags, I eat them one kernel at a time. I like them slightly burnt. Really? Too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I got to get a big handful because what ends up happening in Harris household is somebody else makes the popcorn. Now you guys can see I got I got pretty good hands. If I was measured at the combine, and my hands are like yeah, you know, ten and a quarter plus. Rackets, yeah. So I always make people mad in my family because they get the popcorn. I'm like, hey, I get a handful, and they're like, no, because I just reach in like, <laughs> like half the bag. Like one so. of Von Erichs with the iron claw. Oh, by the way, there's, have you yeah, seen there's a the movie trailer? There. Zach, Eff no, what? There's a trailer? Oh, you haven't man. seen the Iron Clock no. trailer? I saw they, they were making the movie, but and Zach okay. Efron's in it. After you talk to Henry, we're gonna go watch the trailer. Okay. Right. Okay. Done. So without Done. further ado, Henry Tooto, he's been one of the starting linebackers for the Texans. He's a rookie. He's out of Alabama. 
pretty fascinating guy. One of eight, as you're going to find out. But enjoy this one-on-one with our friend, Henry. Tell me some of the most interesting mispronunciations of your last name. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. I've heard, so how you pronounce it is Toto. I've heard Tutu. I've heard Tao Tao. I've heard, what else have I heard? Tutu, yeah, Tutu's the main one that I get. Tutu. Tutu. Yeah. I remember high school, like, all I hear is Tutu, Tutu. I'm like, that is not how you say my name. And I'm like, <laughs> damn, like, somebody please get it right. Would you hear that mainly at opposing teams' teams, fields? Yeah, 100%. The, then my yeah. home field, yeah. Yeah. You know who hasn't done their homework when, they, when you hear that? Oh, 100%. Last name is Doherty, and uh, I've heard lots of Doherty, Doherty, Dorky. Doherty. Yeah. So, yeah. I kind of can empathize a little bit. Yeah. With you. you know, I don't want to say we're in the same boat. You have seven siblings. Yeah, I do. Where are you in the order? I'm the second oldest. Okay. Yeah. We're deep. Um, I got five, bro- five brothers, five boys, okay. three girls. Okay. Yeah. How, what's the youngest? His name is Hercules. He is awesome six years old. Okay. Yeah, he's super young. That's a nice gap there because you're a young man still. Yeah. But yeah. to six years old, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a dad to him. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I swear I do. He's super young. I, my parents bring him up here all the time. I used to watch him when I was back at home. Um, my parents used to take a lot of trips, so I used to watch all my younger siblings. So, you know, watching them grow is super cool. Yeah. Super. Tight family, huh? Super tight. You know, yeah. nothing comes between us. We're, we're thicker than blood. So what is or what are some go-to meals when you guys all eat together? Oh, my gosh. We can't go nowhere fancy. Okay. Can't, the, the bill's too high. We're going to go to, like, Golden Corral. Okay. Um, my mom's going to cook some, you know, fried chicken, grilled chicken, some rice, a lot of rice. We eat a lot of rice in my family. Um, but, yeah, pretty much some chicken and rice, maybe some ribs if we can afford it. Ooh. Yeah, some nice little cooked ribs. Um, well, about it. My family don't eat vegetables, so no vegetables to the table. The table. <laughs> you did, have you had to adjust in that regard with, or did oh, you have to when you got to college with the nutritionists yeah, yeah. and stuff? Yeah, I, 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 I hate vegetables to this day. Uh-huh. But because uh, my mom never cooked it, you know, we, we really couldn't afford a lot when I was young. So it was just the main thing, like chicken, rice, what right. we could afford. So, um, now I gotta eat vegetables. I'm like, golly, I hate it. I still hate it, but I gotta eat it. I gotta eat the greens. Is it just plain white rice, or do you mix it up? Plain white rice. Yeah. About it. Just plain white rice with anything. I eat it with anything. Okay. Okay. You know, I was in doing some research for this interview. Saw some cool videos about you getting ready for the draft, and your dad was involved, and yeah. you had uh, you had him come up with some drills. So, when did that start? Was that I mean, when oh. you're four years old, three years old? Yeah. When, when, what, what happened? When did my uh, I started playing football when I was six. Okay. So ever since then, you know, my dad's been super huge on like the only way I can get you, you know, a college degree is through football. So we use football as a way to get a free education and get me a degree. Um, but yeah, that started super young. He used to do 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups at night, and you know, he's still my my go-to coach to this day. Yeah, he's evolved because you can't just do 100 push-ups. 100, those are good. Yeah. You can't just do that if you want to be in the NFL. No, 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 no. Yeah, we evolved. We went from push-ups to you know some squats to weights. So now he's you know evolving, doing, find some new crazy stuff for me to do when I get back home. Um, but yeah, he's pretty. He's really, really good. Okay, you're second in the pecking order. You got all the, all these guys down through Hercules. Yep. So is Hercules basically going to be the chosen one because? <sighs> He's already got one guy in the NFL, yeah. your dad, and then he's, is he, is he going to tweak things? And... I, I, I hope he's the chosen one. Not I, to put pressure on her, young Hercules. Oh yeah, young Herc, you know, <laughs> I hope he does great. I hope he, you know, succeeds far past what I do. You know, he loves football. Him and my other brother, Fia, love football. They love being around me, love coming to the games. Um, you know, when I'm watching film back at home, they'll be sitting there watching it with me. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think we got two chosen ones in the family, so they'll, they'll be great. What was it like when you, you finally hit the football field here in the NFL? Yeah. What was the, uh, the, the first post-game conversation like with your parents? Oh, man. You know, my mom, 
really before the game, my mom cried. She cried in tears, um, just saying how she was so proud of me, seeing me run out for the first time, uh, make my first tackle. Um, but man, it was just, just joy and excitement. Yeah. But now it's, uh, now that I played, you know what, six games we played, oh, now it's, you know, lectures and like, what I can do better. <laughs> uh, so that conversation definitely switches after the game. What's the latest, le- what do you have to work on the most, according to your dad? Oh, man, my dad loves seeing some physical football. Yeah, yeah. So my dad loves some downhill linebackers that, you know, smashes guys, you know, the runners and, you know, ultimately making plays. So that, that's who my dad is. All right, all right, very cool. Okay, uh, we got Halloween coming up. Oh, yeah. Best Halloween candy to go in the basket when you're going out. Mm, I'm allergic to peanuts, so mm. I would love to eat Snickers. Yeah. So now that I can't eat Snickers, I, I eat Milky Way. Okay. Milky Way. I love me some Milky Way. Love me some 100 Grand. Um, yeah. What else? 100 Grand, way, way, way underrated. Well, I'm, Where I'm are they? You. Why aren't they? Why aren't there know. more of them around? They're like, <sighs> that was my that was my go-to candy. Still my go-to candy. Yeah, that's yeah. good stuff. So you're more chocolatey than the definitely more chocolatey. Yeah, 100. Yeah, you're the first one to sit in this chair over the last month or so to say that. You've got lots of teammates that are anti-chocolate. Titus Howard, Jalen Petrie, Why? not about the chocolate. What's wrong with that? I don't know. I don't know. They I like some soul searching. I like both. Okay, is there you ever gone or like when you go out and you're trick or treating? What's the worst thing? It doesn't have to be candy yeah. always. What's the worst thing to go in the bucket or the basket? Oh, some some Twizzlers. <laughs> you don't like Twizzlers? I don't like no Twizzlers. Uh, <laughs> I hate when they put the little Smarties in there, the, one, the oh, little yeah, ones yeah, you can yeah. crush up and do uh-huh. that and stuff with it. I hate that. Um, freak, what else? Some Swedish fish. Don't like that. Oh, um, man. Oh. Titus said you can tell who an old person is if they eat Swedish fish. Does Titus like Swedish fish? No, he's saying only old people like oh, Swedish yeah, 100%, 100%. fish. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Hopefully I don't eat Swedish I think that's fish. some ageism, but I'm, like, I'm not going to say it anymore. <laughs> What's the best costume you ever had when you were out and about on Halloween? Oh, my gosh, the best costume. I was Michael Jackson one year. What else was I? I was Ray Lewis one time. I had oh, a Ray yeah. Lewis jersey. Yeah. Um, but besides that, you know, my parents used to just, you know, paint our faces when we were super young. Right. And we just go out and trick and treat so people don't give us problems when we're out there. I hear you. I hear you. So is Ray your favorite linebacker ever? Ray. Ray's up there. Yeah. Luke Kinkley's my, I think, my second. Oh, Kinkley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to see, yeah. t- you're playing against the Panthers this weekend. You will see a lot of Keekly jerseys. Even though he doesn't oh, play anymore, he, you're going to see a ton it. of them. Yeah. I'm ready for it. He's one of the favorites, uh, favorite Panthers of all time. we got to rank the Henrys. You're in there. Okay. Derek Henry, okay. the running back. Okay. Henry Aaron, Hank Aaron. Okay. Henry Ford. And then a guy named Henry Winkler who was played the Fonz on this TV show called oh, Happy smokes. Days. He was like a cool, cool guy. Okay. So where do you rank in that? Are we, like, it's just where I, where I feel. I Where feel like I'm number one. I there you be, go, confidence. That's good. I'm number one. It's good. Yeah, then I think I don't care who else is beside that. It's just Henry Toto and everybody else. So Henry Toto is number one and everybody else is last. Everybody, everybody else. I think I don't have no specific order. I think it's just everybody else. Okay, with all that in mind, let's rank the, the Toto siblings. Oh, that's tough. There's eight <laughs> of us. Oh, I think Herc's one. Herc's one, really? I think okay. Herc is one. And I think it's just everybody else. <laughs> sure. You know, the youngest one, they, you know, they're super spoiled. Like, uh-huh, they, uh-huh. my parents spoiled. My parents don't even, like, you know, discipline them as much as they, they discipline us when we're super young. So, yeah. you know, I think it's just Hercules and then, you know, the rest How of would us. he react hearing that? Oh, he, you know, he's so young. He'd be like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> you know, you know, he's just so naive to everything. But he'd probably tell you it's true when he grows up. Man, really cool talking with Henry Toto. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please remember to subscribe to this. Help me out. My children don't have shoes right now. They're wandering around the city of Houston barefoot, and I would like them to be well shod. 
not even well shot, just shot. Yeah. So I'd like to put some Velcro stickers on them. Yeah. Uh, they're little, so it's not going to take too much. But if you subscribe, that will make your subscription helps put four pairs of shoes on my children. So think about that. Do that math in your head right there. One subscription equals four pairs of shoes. So tell a friend and we'll have shoes for my the Doherty children. So subscribe. And then while you're there, please like this. Please review this. Send a tweet to at J Harris football and at Doherty Drew and tell us how much you love it. Because you know, I like it. I like it when my children have shoes on their feet. Okay. So without further ado, this has been in the lab. <laughs>